Blog Talk Radio. Gentlemen, wow, sports attic live from the sports attic. It's Larcher and Lawrence in on this sweltering, humid, humid Chicago Monday. It's 110 outside. We got it down to a cook 92 degrees in here. Wow, it's feeling good, Al. Uh, you got the wind coming today. Oh, yeah, beautiful. Man, this heat's been ridiculous. Oh, so you haven't taken any precautions with your daughter? You haven't planned for the heat because you have a child? It's ridiculous, Clark. Of course you should know. No. Not really. Do you remember? Do you remember this? Remember anything, Clark? What Don't leave the baby in the car in the heat. Dude. I mean. It's not I, funny. It's the scariest thing. And let me tell you. I just. I. I never not check. Like, you know who that happens to, Al? It's the and it's it's guys really, who forget it, their phone all folks. the time. No, it's uh, people who are in a routine going to work, and yeah. they don't um, they don't usually take the baby and drop the baby off at daycare. See, it sounds I've like seen that happen quite. A it bit. sounds like you're making excuses for people when uh, I walk my baby as an daycare. as an adult without a child. It just yeah. seems ridiculous. What do you mean? Like, there seems like no reason you should ever, ever for screaming, whining oh, kids. Oh, there isn't any reason you ever should. I don't understand how it happens, but I'm, I mean, I feel for people that it's happened to. Well, sure, it's a terrible, terrible thing. I mean, that's as tragic as I it feel gets. feel for everybody involved. Yeah. Critical alert from Microsoft. Your computer has alerted us that it is infected with the virus and spyware. Yes. This virus is sending your credit card details. Facebook login, and personal emails to hackers remotely. Please call us immediately at the toll-toll number listed so that our support engineers can walk you through the removal process over the phone. Are, are they, did they say, or we'll call the police? Yes. Like, what's so serious here? I don't know. Where's the phone? Hello? Phone call. Here we go. Call these assholes. I'm sick of this shit. Wait, who are you calling? The, the fucking people. So I just went on, every time I go on my computer and I'm searching the web, this alert pops up and it stops everything. And then I got to control, alt, delete, and close windows because this thing takes over. And they tell me my computer's being uh, taken over by some uh, criminals. I do know you notice you're wearing a Repo Man shirt. Quality service from Motor City. Detroit. You're taking it back. So my boss is from Detroit, and I had this shirt on. He's yeah. like, oh, I see you're going all in Detroit today. Were you going all in Detroit, or were you going all in Repo Man? I was going, well, I was is Repo Man. Wrestler? Yeah, of course. Pro Wrestling Tees, uh, one of the crates, which I just got a new one. I'll be opening here shortly. Okay. I'm interested in seeing it. 
you, my friend, have had a long, Support. long uh, week of uh, pro wrestling. Yeah. You've had a long weekend of pro wrestling. It has been incredible. Last, last week on the show, of course, we talked about uh, NJPW and Dominion and how badass that was. And then uh, this week you did some WWE. You hit up the NXT TakeOver show. Uh-huh. Did uh, the other one as well. Um, the All-State Arena, Money in the Bank, last night. Oh. It was, uh, it was a show, Money in the Bank. Pretty good stuff. That's oh. Hello. Hey. Hi. Hi. What's going on? Well, I'm calling about the computer here, and it just keeps hanging up. These son of a bitches. Oh boy. They must realize they're they're up to no good, and they don't want to deal with me. Did they let us stay on the air? I'm sure we're on the air. Yeah, absolutely. There's really nothing wrong. Well, then maybe you can call them back. After the show, or maybe next on the next show. No, I'd like to call them back. No, what's so important that they got to take over this show? This is a co- computer takeover it's a conspiracy. If you want to give us a call, please seven six zero four five four eight eight three three four. It's very hot in here today. Yes, it is. Clark Lawrenson is in his his. Uh, well, I don't know what the PC term for that shirt is anymore. It's a tank top. A tank top. You got a tank top on. Um, and it, it's my favorite tank top. Seriously, Al, the fan that's in here right now that gives us this wind tunnel feel. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't think that the blades work. It's like they're not blowing anywhere. I feel a breeze. Okay. Well, yeah, you're insane. Your fan doesn't very work. Similar, it's spinning. It's a very similar breeze to when you open up the oven. Something similar to that. I've never felt a breeze, breeze the oven. I have no idea what you're talking about. about. I think the heat's getting in your head. I don't know. Oh boy, what a day! What a day! Got got a lot of hey, sleeping. We're on Facebook Live now. We are uh, on Facebook. We're doing Live. that again. Uh, we have uh, you can listen to us here uh, right now. You, you get a great view of Willie Nelson uh, sitting there on a chair. Make sure you're kind to Willie. If you have any questions for Willie, let us know. Eight five five. Are you still seven four? We can do zero. it next week. Seven, eight. It'd be fine. No, F these people. I'm yeah. sick of this. Like, it, it is really upsetting. Oh, well. Hello? What time do we start? What time do we start? And the Chicago Cubs win the world. The show's on, man. Hey, uh, we are live at the Sports Attic. Thank you so much, uh, if you have any questions on uh, on Facebook, there, let me know. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit wrestling, wrestling, professional yeah, wrestling. Yeah, I think we'll be a little wrestling sports heavy today, for sure. Uh, because because you are listening to live at at the sports entertainment attic here. That very nice. I like, I like that. Yeah. It is. It's a sports sportsman attic. I'm not sure that that, that wire is okay. working now, but anyways. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I saw a lot of wrestling this weekend. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, NXT, probably the better of the two shows, as always. Okay. Where, um, you know, the four... So they start the pay-per-view an hour earlier from now on. You know, they go, okay, we, these are long shows. We're, we're going to start We're gonna start these I, things uh, earlier. I turned on the pre-show, and I was wondering why I was on so early. So I go and get some things ready, but, but had it on in the background. And, the and uh, the world it's 
Star starts at six. That's a little early. Yeah, it's insane. Four hours of wrestling. It's a long time. That uh, the NXT show was about two hours forty minutes, somewhere in there. Pretty solid. Right, and it felt good. Like the whole time, everything was interesting. Velveteen Dream is coming out as Hogan was brilliant. Because you know that, that what that was all about, right? Not necessarily. He says, "Okay, so Velveteen Dream." I don't. I don't know if you know about the character, the dude who plays him, right? But he was on. He was in their. Uh, he was in that show, Tough Enough. Okay. And he lost. And uh, they still signed anyway. Yeah, he was knocked out early. Perceived as being too conceited. Yeah. And and uh, so he he was brought in, and uh, you know they've trained him for a long time, and they they finally brought him up to uh, NXT, and they gave him this gimmick of the Velveteen Dream. And this guy, I would have half-assed it. He could have, because uh, I don't believe I don't believe the man who plays the character is a homosexual. Okay. Nor do I know if the character itself is homosexual. Right. I don't but think it, it has tendencies that. of being very feminine. Sure. It's, very he's, feminine. he's basically a prince. Of, yeah, it looks very prince-like character. So he's a wrestler. Right. Right. It's like it's kind it's, of like Shinsuke Nakamura, weird. But yeah. In yeah. A yeah. Different way. If Prince is a wrestler, it would be the Velveteen Dream. Sure. Uh, so Velveteen Dream. So he gets his character and he embraces it. And now he's fighting this guy Ricochet. And Ricochet is probably one of the best indie uh, lightweight fighters in the world. When you think of flippy guys, he's Dude. atop the list. It's him and Will Ospreay. You said he just came back from NJPW. Yeah, he's done, he's been in New Japan. I believe tag team titles there. Um, the dude's good. I saw him. I'm in the in that ladder match at the last takeover. And he was phenomenal. Absolutely. Somebody's worried about uh, uh, on Facebook why they can't see us. It's because we're ugly, okay? Yeah. And it's hot and it's sweaty. And Willie Nelson's much more attractive. There's nothing to see. You know, you watch these stupid. I, I tune into this score, all right? You watch the score. And when I see that Danny Parkins, yeah. I, I just I don't want to listen anymore. And oh, I'm sure he's wow. very interesting, but I just don't want to watch people talking. It's just not. Not a thing. So instead, we have a, a picture. No, I kind of like him. I kind of like him. Yeah. Well, we, I tell we you what. From now on, my contract will allow me to be filmed uh, during these shows. But if you if you if you okay with it, the camera could just sit on you the whole show. No, I don't want it. On me. I want it on Willie Nelson. Why not? Who else are we going to put it on? So he comes up. He's come. He comes up to the main roster, and basically, he's saying, "Hey." I am wrestling. I am the future of wrestling. I'm going to be as big as Hulk Hogan. That's who I am yeah. going to be. You're just an indie guy who should be playing in the bingo halls. That was the message he was sending there. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, he's legit. Yeah, it was like, hey, look, I'm going to be as good as good as Hogan. People need to take take notice of me. That, uh, you know, and, and I'm going to be Hulk Hogan with my own edge to it. Because everything he, he did... You know, all the Hulk Hogan poses he did, he had a little bit of his wrinkle he did on his, it. He did his own thing in there. Yeah, it was cool. I, I liked, uh, I, I thought it was fun. And they put on one hell of a match. They really they did. That was they, a great they match. They wrote a hell of it. They just, and they performed it well. It was fantastic. I thought it was sloppy out of the gate, and I'm like, oh, these sure. guys just aren't going to mesh together really well. And then by the end of it, there was a point in the match where I'm thinking, how do you end this match? Yeah. This match is so good. How do you end it? I don't. I don't think there's a way to to have the uh, topple topple lead. So 
I was a little worried, like, okay, well, what can they do? They do. And then right. did that, that move off the top rope where he did, like, a 360 cannonball. Uh-huh. And instead of landing it flat, he just landed it in mid-cannonball. I've right. never seen anything like that. I'm Me like, neither. that is a perfect way to end a match. And boom, yes. gets the three count. Yes. I was impressed. Great night. Um, I went solo because I, I, I couldn't find anybody to go with me. Okay. Very, very All depressing. Right. Uh, you were, uh, I don't know what you were doing. You couldn't go. Yeah, I had previous engagement. Previous engage, engagement. Also, I'm not, I'm, I'm trying to limit my, uh, my spending in a, in a year uh, we are purchasing. I was giving away the ticket, Clark. Purchasing all. I was giving away, giving away the ticket, so that well, is yeah, but by then null and void. By the time, you asked what, two days ahead of time? By that time, I had made other plans. Well, I didn't just... expect a ticket to come my way. All right, well, I, I mean, I'm not and, getting on you. You, didn't, didn't, you couldn't go, you couldn't go. the ticket was coming my way free. But I did have previous engagements. All right. Well, you and your engagements missed a hell of a show. And uh, what, what were your engagements? Uh, well, uh, during the day, I had lunch with my father and his family on Saturday there. Or, and, and my father and my family. Um, and then uh, we had a graduation party that evening. Okay. All right. Yeah. Very nice. And, uh, home to bed. And uh, Sunday I was busy, too, but you didn't even ask. Well, I didn't have an extra ticket Sunday. That place was jam-packed. Was it really? It was sold out? Yeah, it was legit. Both nights were really full. So I asked my dad to go. That place holds 18000 Yeah, but not really. Okay. It doesn't. I don't believe that. It says for pro wrestling, it says 18000 that, that number is probably from 1982. Listen, a quarter of the stadium is off. It's cut off for the entranceways in the backstage area. Um, no, but I bet it's it's true because there's seats down on the on the like there's seats you can fit on the floor. No, the the way that it's spaced. Go pay attention next. No, it, it says the pro wrestling configuration. It, I'm not buying it though. I'm telling you, there were not eighteen thousand people there. It was Concerts closer. It can hold eighteen thousand five hundred. <laughs> Concerts, I believe, they pack in the whole floor. Pro wrestling eighteen thousand two hundred and eleven. No nope. eleven. Nope. Basketball, Fake news. Seventeen thousand five hundred. Ice Fake hockey. Fake news. Sixteen thousand six hundred ninety-two, and for arena football, sixteen thousand one hundred forty-three. The Rosemont Horizon holds about fourteen thousand. That's the horizon. Now, now, no, some is all state, state arena. Um, no. Well, ten fifty. You could show ago, me your tablet. I believe what when, you're reading, but they, I'm telling you. When they took the name All State Arena, when they when they got bought out, they put in all those smaller seats. They are smaller than they were at the Horizon. How about there's a blo- and, and we're bigger than we were when the Horizon was around. There's a blood feud between Gargano and Ciampa. How about did you watch the match, the street fight, the Chicago street fight? I did. Blood harmony. Blood harmony. They were once. They were singing. They blood, once, were they blood once sang in blood harmony. Now they're just then blood Ciampa brothers. Ciampa made shit happen. Did you see when he ripped the wedding it, ring off? Really fun. Yes. He took the wedding ring off, spit on it, it, and it threw it in the crowd. That was amazing. Al, it should be the silliest thing to watch. Like, like I shouldn't, like, but they tell that fucking story so well. It was awesome. And uh, if people blew them, I wanted to ask you. Yeah. You, you'd been to NXT in, a, in, a, in an arena down in Texas, and that place there holds, uh, what, about eh, 9,000, something like that? Is that the K. Hutchinson Bailey? Yeah, K. Hutchinson Bailey does. Uh-huh. About nine or 10,000. All State Arena, as we just figured out, holds eighteen thousand. It does not. It, precisely. It may hold that many people, but that's and, not how uh, many they sell. Did you enjoy, enjoy the better in a? Oh wait, one more time. We saw NXT over at the port, Portage <laughs> and that shit show going on. Then it was freezing outside. Yeah. And it was colder and shit in, in there. Yeah. 
So do you, do you like it better in a smaller setting? Is the product better, or does it not matter? The product is always better in a smaller setting. Wrestling is better in a smaller venue. I think there's, so. there's, there's a moment, like you go to a WrestleMania, I've been to the one in Dallas, where there were allegedly, there's about 80,000 people. Record, allegedly. Yeah. I mean, they say, uh, they say they put in 106,000. Right. You know WWE always inflates. It's yeah, wrestling. They, they, they promote shit. Right, they're promoting a show. Um, Barnum and Bailey sold out every free team they went to. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, you know, there, there is something magical about being in, in, a, in a place that big with, with everybody cheering and, you know, everybody doing the same chant, the yes chant or, you know, right. whatever the case may be. Yeah. But to actually enjoy a show, it, it's, it, it feels better when there's less people I there. Agree. Um, and just out of memory, like, do you feel better with the crowd at the old at, at the other setting, at the smaller one in Texas? Or was there really... They're just two different beasts, and both are fine. Fine. Because the crowd did sound pretty hot. They, they were bowl on Saturday. And the NXT product is hot in general. Um, I did think that there were... I heard more cheers for, uh, for Champa, for Champa this time, than right. I did at the last takeover. Yeah, and yeah. Did you notice that in the arena? Yeah, I'd say there were, there were a small group of people who were for Champa. Um, but it was it was vast majority was for Johnny Gargano. Sure, little sure. Johnny wrestling. And for those that don't know, like Gargano is the phase, like he's the good guy. Champa's the bad guy, hundred percent. And when I saw it, Al, you told me how good that would be watching it. Like his entrance, he doesn't play music anymore. It's just yeah, just people walks booing out. the shit out of him, and he plays the part on Twitter really well. It's plays the part. I don't know if I should say that. It's him. It's a, it's it's an extension of him. It was great. The, and then, so, in contrast, um, Sunday, you had the WWE's Money in the Bank. Got to see Ronda Rousey. Man, do you think there's more casual wrestling fans at that show? Oh, absolutely. So, absolutely. families, people who just want to see Ronda Rousey. It was an expensive ticket, and I have to say, I felt it was a little less family than usual. Okay. Um, do you think she draws a bit of a UFC? No, I don't, I don't believe I wouldn't think so. I think she, her name on the product, product is the thing they have yeah. right now, uh, maybe in the last decade. Like, she, she gives them credibility. And know her name. And what we expect of Ronda Rousey is there's been a lot of people who've made the transition from wrestler or, or from other thing to wrestler. Right. And it's usually not pretty. As a matter of fact, it's usually a disaster. But they've made some work. I it, mean, and you, you talk about... Uh, uh, Ken Shamrock, for one. Yeah, he never, never, never really lived no. up to upper mid card. You're right. You're right. Um, the the one exception was isn't that what you should expect? Kurt Angle, who from the wrestling. took the product like day one and ran, ran. But Kurt Angle was never a um, he was never MMA. No, no, he, he was, was an Olympic wrestling. wrestler. Uh, Brock Lesnar would yeah. be another uh, example. Brock Lesnar took years to or, develop. What about Kurt Angle's uh, son? Well, that uh, yeah, <laughs> that was a story, Clark. So, um, uh, his, his old partner's on that, on that, uh, on Raw now, right? I would think so. Yeah. They may just huh. bring him, Jordan back and... Forget about the heel? Yeah, it was starting to... Uh, it was starting to happen. He got hurt at a terrible time. It, it was, it was. I thought that had a, had a chance. Um, so anyways, what was I, what was I going on about? Oh, you took me down a moment. The Gargano, the, the, the... Oh, I was past that, that. The, oh, uh, Ronda Rousey. So, 
Ronda Rousey, we'll get back. Her first, she's had like no training in wrestling except, you know, a couple camps. Um, and meanwhile, Shayna Baszler, another MMA, um, who's just a tough looking woman. She's got the belt. She's the NXT yeah. champion. She is just a tough looking woman. I mean, she looks like, uh, I would not, I wouldn't fuck with her. She'll bust, she'll bust your balls. She, she looks like, tough. yeah, she, she could, she could beat the hell out of people. Um, so her gimmick and, and her, her character in NXT is that of a bully. Okay. An MMA bully. Okay. And there was this girl, Dakota Kai, or Dakota Kai, or I don't know, you know, a mid-talent uh, female wrestler over there on the NXT roster. And she was bullying her. Okay. And this and this girl was afraid to get So what did they do? Well, they suspend her? Well, they find No, no, it's wrestling. You can't help but she's afraid of somebody. This isn't high school. Yeah, but you could Bully and wrestling's all right. All right. She's just doing her job. She's just mean about it. So, oh, man, those are the biggest raindrops I've ever seen in my life. We have rain for the podcast listeners, just so you know, there may be rain coming your way. Yeah, the biggest raindrops I've ever seen. It's like buckets are pouring down. So, um, so you know if we have any leaks. I know you guys are really interested in wondering. So she's this bully, right? And uh, she's been bullying this girl. And then they finally had a match. And the girl put up an effort, but she lost. She got her ass kicked. All right. So then there's this crazy girl who uh, who, uh, just doesn't care. Nikki Cross. She's a Scottish... And her story's interesting. It was her, the, the real life, real life, who plays Nikki Cross? It was basically a theater girl, and she played. She was in a play where she played a wrestler. That's like a lot of the glow, right? Uh, Very the similar. original one, yes. even like yeah. So she played a wrestler in this in this in this gimmick, and uh, in this show. And she's like, hey, I think I could do this for real. And she started training, and she became right. a wrestler. Yeah. So she kind of comes off. She comes off as crazy, but she also kind of comes off co- comes off as the weird theater girl who's a little crazy. Well, well, she got in the face of uh, Shayna Baszler. <laughs> she's like, I don't care. Like, you don't scare me at all. me at all. So they had a match, and Shayna Baszler choked her out. Okay. And right before she choked her out, though, Nikki Cross just smiled. Like, she was in the chokehold, and she just started smiling. Like, I don't care. Yeah, care. So, so anyways, she's slowly being brought up. Where Ronda Rousey was thrown right into the main roster. Uh-huh. And in her first match at WrestleMania, Ronda Rousey stole the show. You're not, I thought that she was going there just because of her name. Right. To the main roster, right? No, yeah. Like, yeah, she'd make an appearance. Like Mike Tyson did. Right. So... She goes to the main roster, and now she's surrounded by some of the best talent in wrestling. Steph McMahon, right, Kurt right. Kernel, Triple H. They like could call a match. Talented. They could call the match. They could work the match. They could say, hey, right. do this. So they pulled off an amazing match. People were impressed. But now they put her in a match against uh, The Rock's cousin, Nia Jax, I who's mean, a plus-size model. Going in, my thoughts, at least a month ago seeing it, Al, I, I wasn't that sure of it. No, nobody was. Everyone was a little concerned. Like you said, who's going to call it, right? Right. Isn't that where you're going? So the theory was either Ronda Rousey's going to win in about three minutes, just put her in arm bar and end the match, become the champion, and then everybody has to face her, and she's in, like, quick, sick matches. Right. Or there's some weird interference that happens that ends the match, and uh, they don't have to do much. Or well, did anyone think that it being a being the pay-per-view that it is, that maybe... 
Money, I mean, the ca- people thought maybe somebody would cash in the money in the bank. Perhaps. But they thought that would happen really fast. You know what I'm saying? The, right, avoid right, the match. Right, 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 right. These no, girls went about 13 minutes, and they told the story of Ronda Rousey trying to take on the bigger woman who she doesn't have to fight in MMA. You know, in MMA, there's weight classes. So you're not fighting a, a woman who's, who's three times your size. Right, right. So, she does. So a lot of, like, the moves Ronda would do, she'd simply get overpowered or just outsized. Right, right. Like, right. if you tried to put me in a bear hug, I have a very big stomach yep. and a big ass, I would just bend over but and flip you. But then she still did a couple of things that were like, wow. Right. That's really impressive shit. So Ronda was trying to figure it out. At one point, she fell out of the ring. Like, she just stumbled and fell yeah. out of the oh, ropes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which she was trying to tell the story of, like, in MMA, it's a cage. Right. I think that was on purpose. Oh, absolutely. I thought it was brilliant. There was a moment where she went to the top rope for the first time, and, and she stumbled. It was awesome, though. It was good. The way it, the way it thought on television, Al, and Lauren was watching it, too, I was like, she's like, why are they making such a big deal of it? I'm like, everybody's wondering what's going to happen here, because she's so green. Yeah. And when she was up there, she wobbled. Yes. And that was, it was awesome. Do you think that was intentional? Because if it was, it was brilliant. If it was... It was brilliant. From my like, vantage I, point, I it looked very real. It it looked pretty damn real on television. Yeah, she went, Whoa. But I don't know. I don't know either. Because that's part of like her if falling that, out of the ring. It's part of the story. That in if it's part of the story, yeah. it's brilliant. So she, she looked very green up there. She did her move. Well, anyways. So then when she's finally about in the match with an armbar and winning championship, my sweet angel, what? the well, beautiful, the talent, Alexa Bliss, who won money, money bank earlier that night, caught the briefcase. Beats the hell out of Ronda Rousey with the briefcase. Just It was something you don't... And, and that's another part of the story. In UFC, you don't have to worry about a cute blonde coming in the ring and beating you with a briefcase. They don't have a... They uh, don't have it. They don't have a wild card briefcase? No, there's no wild card briefcases. Nobody's getting beaten with the briefcase. That's phenomenal. So here comes Lexi, and she beats the hell out of Ronda Rousey with a briefcase, throws her out of the ring, throws her into the crowd, just beats her down, setting up the next feud... And she gets in the ring. She beats beats Nia Jax. She just keeps smacking her in the head with the briefcase. Yep. Makes the pin. Takes the title. Alexa Bliss, new champion. My little angel does it again. She did. She nailed it. That was pretty impressive, was it not? I like it. And now you have Alexa Bliss. brilliant. Who, you have Ronda Rousey pissed off. I can't wait yeah. for Raw tonight to see how pissed off Ronda Rousey is. I agree. Because she needs to hype her emotions. In um, Admittedly, like I, uh, I haven't seen many minutes of Raw or SmackDown in between. But I mean, I've been watching all the pay-per-views, and I'm excited to watch tonight. I'd like to watch a bit of that with you. So yeah. Anyways, um, I thought that was that was a match. There's two people people on Facebook Live listening to us watching Willie over there. Oh yeah. And uh, one of them's you. Thank you. Yeah. I saw Casey last night. Yeah, Casey's in there. Oh yeah. So, great. I, I thought it was, it was decent. The money in the bank, by the time they got to that, it was fun. I just wanted to. Eric, had, I went with my buddy Eric. He'd never seen Braun Strowman before. So I'm like, oh, you're about to see this monster. And they told that great story. Oh, that's fine. And then uh, Kevin Owens took that big bump. You, you feel like you're still close enough? Oh, were you? No, you weren't on that side. Way of the other, you were on the other right side. Now. Yeah. But that was fun to oh oh to watch from there. It was like holy shit, this is they really went to high. That angle. Really high. They went to they went to the wide angle. Yeah, I, I think like, you would. I think for the you're going to the wide angle because he could fall wrong. He could right like shit can go wrong. 
Yeah, it was it was an it was an impressive stunt. I mean, yeah. the guy behind us, like I could see the uh, you know the crash pad. Oh yeah, I, I you know for a fact they went in there and threw crash pad. It's like no shit. You don't want a guy fall, you don't want a guy pulling an Owen Hart in yeah, Chicago. Be, yeah. Come on, come on. The matter with you? Don't be. An this guy behind me, I hope he's listening because let me tell you something. Is shut up, okay? If you're a smart and if, and if you're a smart is if you're a casual wrestling fan. It's somebody like me who knows everything about wrestling. Knows it all. Has an opinion on everything. But but you know what? The difference between me and that guy, when I go to the show, I enjoy the moment. I sit down and I enjoy the moment. This guy was, oh, why is he doing that if he's a heel? Heels shouldn't be doing that. You can't do that. Boo! Oh, so he's, he's a mark. Smart. He's missing the S. Wait, I thought you're a smart. No, no, no. You're a smart mark. The, the smart is the guy who who knows it all and, and like is Nick pick pick everything. And then you are? I'd be a smart as well. Okay. Except I'd turn that shit off. Get off sitting in a state stadium watch show. Oh, I see. You're just there in the moment. Yeah, I want to enjoy right. it. I don't. I don't nitpick everything. I don't. I don't hyper analyze. Why something is incorrect, that's for later. That's for enjoy a podcast the moment, down the road. Folks. And if you enjoy the moment, head on over to Larcher and Lawrence's Facebook page where we may someday have a T-shirt there that says, Be in the moment. Be in the moment. What do you think about that, Al? I think that's wonderful, but the real thing is, It's all on about Clark's Worms. Hi, everybody. My name is Young Clark Lawrence, and I live in Kirkland, Illinois, where I run Clark's Worms, home of the cities. Best Worms, give us a call, 760-454-8834, and I'll ship to you a free you Dixie cup full of worms. You are the worst. Clark's worms. You are the worst. You know, I, I own a worm company once in my life when I'm a kid, just trying to make a dollar per baker's dozen, as Patrick asked me. Thank you very much. A dollar per baker's dozen, and you give me shit about it. I was a kid. Hey, Clark, how come? Hey, old Clark, super old Clark. How come you didn't go to wrestling? Well, let me let me tell something about responsibilities, young Clark. Wait, why am I talking? Why am I talking to you? You're not real. I would have went to wrestling. Graduation. Who's graduation? Oh, boy. I, I had some family time. And, and young Clark, I will be buying a home soon. Don't worry. It only took until you were about 39 or 40 years old before you were ready to buy a home. Well, oh, gee, are you telling me this worm business is for the worms? No, keep doing what you're doing. Just uh, never give up. Never give up on those dreams. You're a horrible role model. That's why I like Al. I'm an alcoholic. Oh, gee. Oh, gee. Uh, hell yeah, young Clark. You know, if you he know doesn't it. give up on his dreams, he will someday be in an attic with his good buddy Al. That's right. Talking about sports and sports entertainment. A beautiful wife, beautiful daughter. Smarks get really pissed when you call it sports entertainment. Smarks are terrible, and, and I think it's healthy to be a smark. But I, I, for sure, God's sake, yeah, I'm not shut the fuck I'm up not, in the ra- in the I'm arena. A smark, like ah, uh, yeah. And then this guy would like uh, people finally got away from the stupid ten chant. They, at the NXT show, they didn't do the ten chant. Really? Like they tried it like one time, and everyone's like, they let's really count. Did people boo it, boo it, or just everybody up the count. Everybody just did the regular count. Oh, that's good. To try to yeah. drown out the ten. Great. Well, of course, on the main roster, that wasn't the case. Well, for the last man standing match. And then at the last man standing match, they started doing the real count. And I was listening to the count, and this fucking smart behind me kept doing the 10 mockingly. 
Like he's mocking the ten yes, count? Yes, like he was mocking the oh, ten count when no one else was fucking doing ten. it. Ten. Ten. Ten, ten, ten. Shut up, man. And then I couldn't hear. I just, I, there was almost a match in the stands. Al, you need a shirt, you need a hat, and it all needs to say, be in the moment at, the, at this sh- So, Or just stand up and give a very passionate speech to your section before the show commences. Three matches this weekend for a candidate of Match of the I Week. I am Al Larcher, and I am here to enjoy the moment. What, am I autistic I now? I am here to enjoy the moment with my friend Eric, and I need you to be here and enjoy the moment. Yeah, I would get batteries I'm thrown in my I'm a smark, head. too. We're all smarks. Let's save it for when we're at home or when you're listening to Live at the Sports Attic every Sunday and or Monday night. God, I'd get wet, wet. Wow. So, all you got to do. So, there were three, in my opinion, three matches for Match of the Weekend. Velveteen Dream Ricochet. Ronda Rousey versus Nia Jax. And then in New Japan, I didn't attend it, but I watched it this morning. What was that? It was, um, oh, Jesus, now I'm going to forget what I watched. Michael Elgin versus Goto for the uh, Neverweight title. And that match was a slobber knocker, as Jim Ron, oh, goddamn slobber knocker. Well, uh, what happened in that match? Well, they just beat the hell out of each other for about 30 minutes. Like, they be, they, be, they be potato after potato. Okay. You know. So it was up there with, like, the Daniel Bryan big ass match? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that, that what? Get, stop it. You tell I'm not paying attention. I'm just agreeing with what you're saying there. Man, football news. I have been reading my fantasy Bibles. I read, let's see, the last book I read here. And I highly recommend people start educating themselves if they play fantasy. Like, don't don't just play it to play it. Play it to win it. And the only way you're going to win it is to understand there's another game in the game. So I just read the DFSFS book. I recommend it. It breaks down. Number one, gives you a new numerical formula to value positional players in cash games. Because oh. you know how and we, we both follow this, this rule of thumb. For every uh, $1,000 you spend, you want three points. Right. So, you know, if you, if you, if you, had, uh, if you buy somebody for, say, six Six, twelve, eighteen. Right, you want eighteen right, right. points out of that right. person. Yes. Well, that's it, it's illogical because certain positions have more value than others, and there's certain gaps between. Like half of all, if you value value back at a low price, half of them are going to hit their value. Okay. So that means only half of them are going to be wrong. Uh huh. So you need to expect more out of your quarterback. <laughs> Where you don't really need to get, like, 28 points from a $9,000 wide receiver. Okay. Like, you, you can actually value them at around 21 points, which would make you more willing to spend money on higher-end receivers and such, which is an, a good strategy. That makes sense to me. And then the book also breaks down winners of the million-dollar game by uh, uh, positional value. So how much basically, basically money is the average spent on this position – and the strategy that was in played in the million dollar game. In the people like it's obviously where the most success is. Correct. Okay. Like like for example, the tight end in the slot, probably not a good idea in the million dollar tournaments. It's something like fourteen percent of all winners played the tight end in the slot, and I'm just guessing these numbers based on from what I read, just kinda okay. trying to think of them. 
where it's like 40% of all winners played a running back in that slot. Running back, much more consistent value. Um, there's, there's, there's reaches at receiver. So it makes sense that uh, your running backs are uh, going that slot. Right, right, right. So just something to think about. Are there people who just play this uh, with the eye test pretty much? Yeah. And do well? My first year Not playing consistently, but the first year playing when I had less data to virtually no data came out ahead for the first time, and that's what hooked me on the game. Okay. So I made like I, I probably deposited two hundred. I won nine hundred, and then I lost four hundred, yeah. four, four, five. So I walked away with like three hundred dollars, <laughs> which then convinced me, hey, there's play- players that I went on a tilt. I I, I won barely, and then I you fell tilted? on a tilted. Why? I tilted because I didn't have a strategy. Okay. So I remained in tilt for the following season, and I realized the only way to not untilt is to go to the next season with a game plan. So I started research, and then I gave you the stat last week about the more research you have. If you don't know what you're doing with your research, you're wasting time and money, which is what I did for about two years. And then last year... You have to figure out what you're doing with your research. I lost about $500 every year those two years. And then last year, rechanged the strategy... In, went full in. I went, went all in, pardon the pun, with uh, data and strategy. Okay. And, and I went from a $100 deposit to $12,500 in winnings. So, I mean, at the, by the end of the year, it wasn't just those tournament plays. I was up $13,000. So, th- which is scary as hell because what I'm really reading right now is trying to understand how to manage my bankroll. When, when you don't have a bankroll, it's really easy. Right. Bet low, bet what right, you're right, comfortable. Right, right, right. You know, you're just trying to figure out what percentage of that you should put in weekly. Right, because the, the standard gambling rate is ten, but more realistically, twenty percent. Okay. Now I have five grand sitting in my bankroll. Right. So twenty uh, percent would be a thousand dollars a so week. So you're going to spend a grand a week? Scares me. You're not sure. Scares yet. me. But if I'm realistically going to win big money, then you're saying one out of five. You just have to hit big one out of five. Right. But you have to hit real big. Right. I, I mean, I definitely, I don't want to lose my role. You need to hit. You need to hit, right. You need to stay in, in the green and maybe hit big once or twice. But it, that number's a rolling percentage. So if I lost say, the full $1,000, next week would be 20%, $4,000. So that, that, yeah, then it goes down. Right, right. That's how you yeah. manage the bankroll. Of course. But you just, you would consistently, you can't go 10% one week and then 20 the next if, and then 10. If you can't you do profit, it. If you profit a couple thousand there, then you, then you got a $7,000 bankroll. Right. But the problem with bankroll management and, and winning money in DraftKings is you're, you're hedging your advantage. You're taking your edge and you're slowly chipping away in cash games. Yeah. I'm a tournament player. They're two different games. Right. Tournaments are much more higher risk. So you don't want to wager. So that's why I'm thinking maybe 10% of bankroll as opposed to 20%. Or 10% in tournament, 10% in cash. i got to figure that out. I don't know. I'd, I'd love to talk time, to somebody. Are you spending enough time in research on, uh, on the cash? I feel more confident going into my cash game this year than ever before. It's something in the off season. I really wanted to focus more on because I don't think my cash game. You beat me some weeks, and that's unacceptable. Oh come on, unacceptable. How is that unacceptable? It's like one in eight. One one in eight weeks, you'll 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 take a win over me. False. Unacceptable. False. So I need to get better. I want to win our local league. I let's say, realistically, sixty-five, fifty-five percent. 
I want to be over half in our 17 weeks. Weeks, you know that's a hard task. Yeah. No, I plan to. I plan to win a time or two. I want to be a shark, Clark. That's what I want. Uh, you, you're you're getting there. I think I'm technically already there, but if I if I play full this year, then I'm definitely there. Okay. If I win or come out about the same. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. I dig it. Speaking of which, I see Buckets is in the, in the chat. I, I owe him some fantasy money. He won me last year. I haven't paid him, paid him yet. What? Yeah, I know. I, I'm like oh you with this. Oh, my God. Buckets, I want you to know that he received his money month, months ago. I did. Months, months ago, then received his money for winning in my league. And that's kind of like when you buy a house. Man, man. It's contingent on the previous sale. Like, you have your money. you got to pay that man his money. I do. I, there's no doubt. I'm not him. starting my next league until he's paid. And I, I, I mean, I can pay him right now. I won a league in two, three years ago, and money showed up. He said, what's your address? Got it. Wrapped in notebook paper was $160 in 20s. Through the U.S. mail. I don't think that's illegal. Huh? I don't think that's legal. Send through the mail? It's legal. It's just not wise. So I got the new Pro Wrestling um, Tees uh, box, the subscription service. You get a couple shirts and some bullshit in it. Uh, I'm going to open it right now. So if you, if you haven't gotten yours yet and you're a member, uh, this is a spoiler. Are they all the same monthly? Yeah. Oh, okay. So let's see what we get here. Oh, wow. Wow, look at that. Box. There you go. There we go. Put that anywhere. They they put spoiler card up front with the theme, but all the shits on the back, so I don't look at it. It's this month is the ladies of pro wrestling. Wait a minute. You don't look at it. You you go to the item first. Yeah, I want to be surprised when I'm looking at the box. That's That's why they put it on top, so you can do that. It's very good of them. All right, my first uh, very colorful shirt. Oh, it's an Amy dumbass shirt. Lita. That's hilarious. You're a big fan of hers. What does it say Amy Dumas? Oh, right there. It's kind of yeah. like an old country flowery pattern. Yep. Yes, it is. Oh, it's a skull. It's like, uh, yeah. I know she's into that skull, like the Mexican yeah. uh, Day of the Dead uh, type skull. Yep. All right. It's a skull. My next shirt. The next t-shirt is. What a crate this is. Not a fan of this already. Why? What is the shirt? Hello? Hello? Hello. I can't imagine it's something. Can you hear still? Uh-huh. Yeah, kind of. Not not that much, but I wonder I, I must have hit the volume thing. Just on the on on us. Yeah. All right. So here's the next shirt. No, that's Lita again. This is going well. I am terrible at this. And <laughs> what is this? It is. It is. Rosemary. I don't like this shirt. It's a skull. Rosemary, join the hive. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't get indie. Yeah. We'll look at the cheat sheet in a second. That'll yeah, give me a clue there. All right, I got. Oh, my first lady micro brawler. What is it? What's a micro brawler? It's now? these uh, little, they're little rubbery uh, things. I put them above my uh, bathroom uh, door. Rubbery figures? Yeah. No. Candice LeRae. Okay. Is Who's that, that? Uh, Johnny Gargano's? Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I think it might be. I do know. All right. I got a pair of, uh, I assume these are the Emma sunglasses. Okay. 
Yeah. Emma used to be in. Uh, yeah, they must be the Emma sunglasses. I'll just put those on. There we go. Oh yeah. I got. Oh, you finally have quality oh, sunglasses. This is sweet. Is that, is that a cassette? No, it's a deck of cards. It's the Queen of Spades, Shayna Baszler. Oh, no oh boy. Cool. Well done. They always give you because these pins are really popular right now. They give you. They give you one of those pins. Uh, Tessa Blanchard diamond pin. Oh, yep. I dig it. I got a Luna Vachon DVD. Oh, that's in the hilarious. ring with Luna. That's amazing. Is she still alive? Yep. I don't know. I got a. She shaved the side of her hair. I got a very sexy uh, poster that just says Barbie. Well, that yep. is. Yeah. All right, and then they always come with, come with a. Uh oh. Little Clark wants to get in this. No, no, he doesn't. Or does he? All right, here's the picture? autograph. Is that a picture of Lita? Oh, you get an autograph photo. Eight by ten of uh, Vicky Guerrero. Oh, that's brilliant. It's actually a cool amazing. shot. Yep. All right, I'm, I'm like happy. It. I'm never disappointed. I wear the shirts. The t-shirts had you down, but they made a bit of a comeback. I like it. I think the box costs 50 a month, if I'm not mistaken. Uh-huh. You get two shirts, which covers the value immediately. You always get an autograph, like an actual autograph. That's cool. Uh, it's not like not like or anything, and you get a bunch of other shit like uh, the Basler cards. There's always something cool in there. I All got right, a, well, I got good. a couple of the corporate boxes that came, and uh, the shirt that I brought in case I need sleeves on the way home. Uh, I brought the uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin shirt, where he just says "What, Al? What? Stone Cold? That's the shirt what? I got in my crate. What? This uh, Stone Cold shirt. What? Uh, the Stone Cold shirt. What? It's the one that I got in the I crate. I said, what? It's the one I got in the crate. What? Don't. What? Yeah. What? What? You dumb son of a bitch. Terrible. Terrible. The crowds still pull that shit sh- out sometimes. I, the, the what it's always makes like, me smile. It was funny when anyone sold it, and it was great. The crowd picking up on it. That was a Rosemary t-shirt. Join the Hive. Lita. Candice yeah. LeRae. Barbie Blank. Oh, Kelly Kelly. That's who the poster is. Oh. Very nice. All right. Anyways, uh, we'll never do that again on this show. That was a terrible segment. Was not uh, good in the ring. No, they tried. You know, some people give Alexa bliss for not being good in the ring. I disagree. I think that little angel is is yeah. great in the ring. Now, she left left there like, I mean, the equivalent of uh, the SmackDown Women's Champion. Which, as we all know, is uh, it's currently Carmella, and still Carmella after her big victory over Asuka. Yeah, terrible. Asuka's, man, she's gone cold. She's on a losing streak. She's on a hot streak, and now she's gone cold. Hell of a match. Hell of a return. And the, they were brilliant. I can't wait to see Raw tonight. They planned it out, Al. Carmella still can't wrestle. You know, when you're making oh, your stacks, can, another can, great strategy, really especially well. in uh, cash yeah. games, yeah. play the opposing wide receiver of your stack. No. Oh. Yeah. Why? It, because chances are it's oh, going to be... Oh, he's going to catch ball. Yeah, he's going to be... Passing. If it's a passing game, a heavy passing game, which you're projecting, you, you're going to go with that. Yeah. Why would you... Yeah, that's ridiculous. So, that's it. I mean, that boom. Ha, there's half your team. You got Done. your quarterback who you're stacking with somebody. Oh, Absolutely. Never, never stack... An overvalued wide receiver with their quarterback, because chances are that quarterback is going to be never stand an overvalued wide receiver. Right, right. Because if you're playing, let's say, unless it's like Minnesota, because if you're if you if you're a good receiver, unless it's 
like 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 Falcons, right? Right. If it if you have a very high priced receiver in Julio Jones, mm-hmm. Matt Ryan's probably overpriced as well. Yeah. So then you play like a Taylor Gabriel. No, you you take a number Except two receiver. Your number two receivers who you'd pa- stack your quarterback sure. with in that yeah. situation. Roddy White. No, it used to be. Well, maybe you go uh, Bortles and uh, you know Robinson last year. Well, he had become number one by last year. Yeah. When he went out, right? He if still Hearns, wasn't. Hearns was taking a back seat. I'm injured. talking about cost. He yeah. was in the top tier of, right. of the price. Right, right, right. So. Um, as far as football goes, Al, I, I hit you up this morning uh, from from the lot, from the, the scary lot. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. I just noticed you and, hung, you and the Hungry Hound had, had differences again. Fuck the Hungry Hound. I mean, straight up. Your issue with the Hungry Hound? Is it just that he goes to every restaurant and says, oh, yes. thumbs up for every, yes. every piece of shit? Like, anywhere he goes, it, like, it's like he never even tried the food. In my opinion, this guy littered the city with his ugly 8x10 picture. His, it's, it's their period, about five, five, six years ago, you couldn't walk in the sleazy, flea-infested, cockroach-eating uh, burger joint in this city without a picture of his ugly mug on it, giving a thumbs up. Saying like this is a place, a good place to eat at. Yeah. Then he does his dopey segments on ABC Seven. This Dopelinski. He does these segments on ABC Seven where he goes on there and he praises everything. This man never has a bad thing to say about a single restaurant in this city. And there's a lot of restaurants. And that is a position of privilege to get that much airtime, to get that much press, to hang your stupid picture up in these in these in lobbies. And and you don't have a bad thing to say about anybody. This- because you're not, you're not a critic. You're a shill. shill. You are a shill of a man. Yes. You are a yes, shill Al. pretending to be a critic, and it's disgusting. And you know something? Again, that is a very privileged spot, and it should be somebody who's from Chicago doing it. This guy is not a native of Where's Chicago. He He's a fucking Minnesotan, oh. and he doesn't belong in that position, and they should fire the hungry hound. You know, years ago I read an article where he's trying to get into the travel industry so he can fly around the country for free like he eats for free. So... This passion right here is the passion that you needed before Money in the Bank started, and you could tell them around, them around we are in the moment, pal. No, it's moment. still that, that's ridiculous. ridiculous. Uh, I finally figured out the whole whole hung thing, and I I'm on your side. He he saturated it. Why do you have him? Do you think I bet there are restaurants that tell that man no? I've we read. We don't want you here. Don't put a story up. Or he comes and they give him he gives him the picture and everything and. Write some fancy shit on it, and they fucking throw it away. I found a great story on the uh, on the internet, on the internet where like a chef asked him to leave. No, a chef came out and was like, "Dude, just get out of here. Like, you I, I don't want you in here. I, I don't want you. You're a sleaze, weasel. You're, you're you know to quote uh, Ernie Ladd, you just just funny hungry hound stealing cats and checks. So does he have the ball to go do a Run a dirt story on the guy. On the guy. Does, he, does he got connections, you know, in the health department? Does he send him over there? What does he do? The Hungry Hound has to take offense to that. I just wonder how it works out. I don't know. I don't know how vindictive uh, Steve Doplinski is, but uh... Uh, I do. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna catch into that one. That's for sure. Uh, you got to see an Elias concert that I want to talk to you about here. Oh, I was so when, when that spotlight came on, on, it's just Elias. Yeah. Okay, here's Anthony Todd's article in Food from the Chicagoist. 
Chefs have publicly tossed critics and food writers out of New York and L.A. restaurants, yes. but we like to think the Chicagoans were more friendly or more service-oriented than that. Looks like we should have known better. ABC7's Hungry Hound, Steve Dolinsky, was tossed out of GEB in the middle of lunch yesterday. Eatery first reported the tale yesterday afternoon. Dolinsky was having lunch at the new Randolph Street restaurant when a phone edict came in from owner chef Graham M. ordering Dolinsky to the restaurant wow. after third course. Graham Why? Elliot says, get, get the fuck out of here. Why? Because Elliot's feelings about his behavior during a dinner at Charlie Trotter's last October. Oh. During that dinner, Dolinsky... Bastard. During that dinner, Dolinsky live-tweeted his feelings about the meal, which were not positive. Wow, Dolinsky finally had a critical thought. Oh, my God. Elliot told Eater when he ate at Charlie Trotter's, and live-tweeted through the whole meal how shitty it was. To me, that's so egregiously over the line that I absolutely will not have have fun like that at my establishment. Elliot said that he'd never, never done anyone before, but he'd been there. He would have removed Dolinsky personally. Holy cow. <laughs> Dolinsky responded with a blog post this morning. He pointed out that many critics that are mean to a particular restaurant or even a whole city, but I never expected to get thrown out of a restaurant from a tweet. That wasn't even directed at the restaurant I was dining in nine months ago. Oh, my goodness. That seems like a somewhat silly squat between a chef and a big ego and a media personality with a big mouth. Perhaps both parties qualify qualities that help each man man their respective jobs that we are going to result in hurt feelings yeah yeah there you go well, anthony todd of uh, the chicago have a chat together and you say hey mr dolinsky here pal this was 2012 so dog dog fella well, they should have had a chat about it you know they're men he could say hey you just give way too many restaurants i don't want you giving mcdonald's <laughs> a fucking hungry hound sign and then come over here and get a hungry outside. The only thing that I got out of that article is, for once in his life, Steve Dolinsky made a negative critique. And, of course, it was from an upscale restaurant because he's the hero of the guy rose. Oh, he is. He's perfect. He's uterocentral over here. There you go. Such a bullshit. He's for the common man. So, yeah, just before a team-minute match for the Intercontinental Championship, you were entertained by a concert from Elias. Yes, Elias was One of two singers. Wonderful. One of two musical performances that you were... Entertained with two. I'm thinking of that one, and I'm blanking. I don't. What's the other musical? Came out with the Chicago flag outfit on. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Rusev Day. Rusev Day. It was fun explaining to Eric what Rusev Day was. Oh, that's fun. I bet Eric enjoyed that. Yeah, I think, I think so. And I bet he loved it. Yeah. Did you get it to him to him for the match on your there? I think at after dinner, the show. At dinner was there? Was there steering it? Oh, after. Yeah, I think I like I know because people were chanting Rusev Day a lot during the show. He chanted along, right? So he'll get into it if if, if needed. You know, I wasn't really a chanter. It was too fucking hot. It was a hundred degrees in there. I wasn't chanting. You didn't chant the Let's Go Beach Ball. I, I chanted a little bit during the um, Roman Reigns match. Somebody during Roman uh, listed all of the chants that were yeah. happening. That it happened. Uh, there were some really fantastic ones. I tried two, and I tried one for sure that failed. I, I tried to get a chant going for the ref. Oh. I thought the ref was, was the better of the match, so... Yeah. Let's go, ref, ref. Ref, but that didn't... Uh, oh, I thought that would work. That didn't take off. Did a couple people join in? 
You know, I didn't. I just didn't have the energy for it. Was it. Too hot. It was too hot. With the commoner, it's too damn hot. Because you yeah. gotta really project. Like I am. A, I have a great the crowd commoner. voice, but yeah, I didn't want to lose my voice, and I just didn't want to do it. Going to watch wrestling with you is an event in itself. Thank you. There are times that uh, I am laughing my ass off. There are definitely uncomfortable times, especially if there happens to be a stander in front of you. If somebody hands. Oh, I hate I hate crowds, and I feel <laughs> feel idle to the straight right view of the ring. We're in the second fucking row. Obviously, they're expensive tickets. You would expect, a, you know, people are courteous usually. You know, a lot of times. Yeah. Sometimes they're oblivious. You got the one guy in our whole section in the second row at that Ring of Honor show. Do you realize that? Right. I always, I always get the one guy. It's always the one guy, and he's either behind me talking and won't shut up the whole show, or in front of me standing. And he's <laughs> I always sick something. That you're so kind because I know I've offered you my seat, and you always go, "No, I'm good." And I don't know if it's because you enjoy hitching about it more, or if you're just just being kind to me, like, "Oh, let, let Clark." It's show. because I'm cursed, Clark. And if I switch seats, <laughs> he'll see. I guarantee it. It's happened. It's some kind of weird Twilight Zone thing that's happened to me for years. No matter what show I get, no matter how close my seats are, somebody who's guaranteed to be six foot plus will sit in front of me, and they will be standers. You know what happens to me when I go to when I go to a Bears game? Every time I go to a Bears game, I'm always I'm always sitting next to that a hole who's yelling out, "Hey Conti, Hey Conti!" Yeah, I'm always sitting next to that asshole. We go to a lot of games together. <laughs> It's funny. His name was Condi. It's great. It's great. But it's such an awesome. Like, it's w- weren't people? They they liked it. They like uh, the fans were impressed with that one. It's so we were we had really good seats by the tunnel. tunnel. Chris Conti, who we all know was a cunt, got hurt. Okay. And uh, he was he was walking towards the he locker room. Hurt. This is like the seventeenth time and he, he got hurt. Hear you from our seats. Yes. So I yelled loudly something about uh, get well soon, Conti. And he just looked up and smiled and walked into the tunnel. Tunnel. Sorry, you were uncomfortable. No, no, I, I felt wonderful. You no, clearly no, weren't. I felt wonderful. I did. Well, you're here today, so that, I mean, you're you, it's fine an experience, enough. and I enjoy it. So the Intercontinental Championship. Did you like the match? I did. I yeah. did. Yeah, I it was a good match. I think Elias is is pretty good. That was his best match to date. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, you're in the ring with one of the premier wrestlers in the world. So I thought he might get it, but because I don't know what they're doing with the belt, but yeah. I'm glad that Seth is holding onto it for a little bit. Cause yeah. Especially against Elias. I really think that that says a lot. They had a great match, and he, and he had to win. I think, I think that's, that's fantastic. Um, um, AJ and Shinsuke. Okay. My thing on this, it's the longest. They gave them the longest of the night. You, you think that it's the end of the story, you know, going into it. It's last man standing. Now, a lot of people are going to be counting to 10. Right. They went 31 minutes, 15 seconds, which I would imagine that needs to be a longer match because it's last man standing. It's not just a pinfall. I, I had to explain last man standing to my wife last night. She's like, but why don't they just pin him? And I'm like, because it's last man standing. No reason to pin. Yeah. It, and then she said, but why? but why? And she goes, so it's no DQ? Yeah, no, it's, it's it's all of it. It's Yeah, there are no disqualifications because you can do anything until one man isn't standing any longer. And that match, like, it had highs and lows, and the crowd really started getting into it. 
and then the finish. Like, and by the finish, I mean like the final ten minutes were just. It felt great. Like the 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 crowd was in. It was hot. At least that's what it looked like from from my vantage point. I was on the edge of my seat um, at the end of that match. It did start a little slow, and I I was preoccupied because uh, Eric's knees were hurting him during the uh, Oscars match. Needed a break. Was he standing? No, but you're cramped. Oh, and you got me next to you, and I'm not the, the smallest guy in there, and the seats are tight and it's high. You guys went out during the Oscar match? or just Well, he out? went out. Okay. He went out. And uh, and I, I actually, after that match, I needed to, to step away, so I went to the washroom. Understandable. Um, yeah, but he walks away in that match. I'm like, oh, well, he'll be back, you know, for Shinsuke and uh, AJ. AJ. Never comes back. So the first, like, ten minutes of the match, I'm preoccupied with that. Like, where is he? What's going on? You know, I, I get neurotic with you that kind of thing. So, uh, and then, but then, you know, and then I was able to just, like, all right, well, yeah. whatever. I don't care. I'm just going to enjoy the match. I'm concerned about people who are there with you, and it's great. I appreciate the concern. Well, if you're coming, you know, I, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Like, I mean, I really don't care. Some people need a breather and need to go get a drink. So the next time that I'm with you, and you. Oh, your voice. This. Beforehand, just it doesn't have to be a passionate speech. Just say, "Hey, man, just let me know how long you're going to be gone. I won't set a timer or anything. Just give me a ballpark." Well, now that you know this, that speech has just been made by you in your own head. So why don't you just be like, "Hey, I'm going to step away. I'm going to go grab I'll a beer." Tell you exactly how many, how many minutes? If you're like, "Hey, I'm going to grab a beer. I'm going to go to the bathroom or something." Fine, well, I get it. If you're gone for forty, 40 minutes, go to the bathroom. I may stand back there for a minute because I'm feeling really warm. Boom. But I'm enjoying I get show, it. and I'll enjoy it from back there. If you'd like to and I don't care me, if you're enjoying you it. I don't care if you leave. For a minute. If you want to leave, fucking leave. I don't care, but just tell me. Be like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. Right, right, but I'm not going to leave. I, I know just, you're not going to leave. I'm just saying in general. point for a few moments. Oh, my goodness. What do you want? I'm, a, I'm an erotic individual. Yeah, you are. So, what, what's our phone number? Anybody want to call us? Nobody wants in? to call. 760 Seven six seven six five four eight eight three four. The only one ever calls is Lou. Uh, the guys in the last uh, that last ma- uh, the last match of NXT. Yeah, Gargano and Ciampa ripped uh, ripped apart the the thing, and that ended up being the reason that uh, that he yeah. won. Yeah, yeah. I, here's what I liked about that: you he had keyed with handcuffs on. Right. And you knew something. I knew something was going to happen because they're longer than normal handcuffs. You know, they were longer than normal handcuffs. They were like for Andre the Giant. Right. Yeah. So uh, you don't see those on uh, no. PT. They don't. No, they, no. they keep. They, yeah. you, they get the pink cuff. I didn't the, catch uh, those guys' names, but I did watch some more. Uh, what I really liked about that is they tore the ring apart. They didn't. Uh, Tommy uh, Tommaso got bolt cutters and he he stripped down the uh, things that held the canvas in place. Stripped back all the padding out of the ring, so all that was left was the, in the one corner of the ring was just the wood. Yes. So, which was cool to see. I'd actually never seen that spot before in wrestling. What I've seen the ring collapse. Yeah, I haven't seen him pull it up. Uh, you see him pull the mat up on the side, but never the ring. Like Not that. in the, in the ring. I'm sure it's been done. Somebody's going to say, oh, this show it happened. Sure, sure it yeah. happened, but I just haven't seen it either. Anyways, the, so that, that happened, and uh, uh, what I really enjoyed about it, and this is great wrestling, and this is great psychology that's missed a lot, they brought that match up, and it wasn't used for about 20 minutes. You know what I mean? The threat was there the entire time. Oh, it, it was, was exposed. It was but so the match so moved you, away. You didn't think it was going to be used. No. They, that was great. Great. Because, yeah, the match went down the ramp. Yeah. And over for that big-ass spot. 
Great spot in Omega and uh, Okada won their first match, where they set the table table up, fight on the side of the apron, and they fight and they fight and they fight and they fight, and you and you you keep waiting for one to throw the one through the table. Never happens. They get back in the ring, and then all of a sudden Okada throws Omega uh-huh. in the air halfway through the ring. He flies out of the ring and hits the table. It was incredible. Yeah, but it was you forget you see the threat. Your, it, it heightens your uh, perception of what's going on, and then at the end of the day, it gets used. It pays off. But the build is important. So, <coughs> Who did you uh, think was going to win the Money in the Bank ladder match, the men's for the world championship? I felt like, I felt like it would be Braun Strowman, but everybody made cases that shouldn't have been, and, and I was kind of like, my, my number two was Joe. Yeah. Who I thought walked away that match better than he came in. Like you, I thought he looked like a tough guy through that entire match. I agree. Uh, who else do you think showed favorably? Owens did fine. He did his. Yeah, he had that, a big spot. He was out of there. The Miz did his thing. I yeah. thought he was great. Only one who sucked was, and it was funny. Anytime he went on offense in the ring, because you know they all like take turns. Right, right, right. right. Uh, I, it was. It was. I would say this out there were loud. Eight, eight, eight people in this. Yeah, this was my only smart moment. Anytime Bobby Roode went on offense, offense here comes boring-ass Bobby Roode. Oh! Every time. But it's your only time. That was it. But this Legit. guy behind only, you, only you a show. Whole show. show. The whole show he was smarking out. Oh! It was gross. <laughs> you have two alphas is what you have here. Um, yeah, you don't think he came out of it? He's, he came out of it at least. Finn had a great spot. That Crow de Gras? Crow de Grass? Crow de Gras. Good, great uh, from the ladder. Yep, from the outside top. the ring from the ladder. So really, like the outside it was a hell of a set. It's set a move up. that doesn't look as impressive as it is dangerous. Right, like that. That is, I mean, you could crush I was, somebody. I was impressed last time. Good for the first time, and it's, and it's probably because of you like, like his ankles could go. Yeah, any time there, and, and there's a reason it looks so good because he's fallen back. He's not putting as much pressure on him when he hits, and he's an extremely light human being. Probably very true. Very versus true. usually thicker people. That's a fantastic point. So. Um, Rusev, though, I didn't see all that much. Kobe had the funny thing on Braun's back, which was great. Yeah, yeah, that was very scary to watch. Oh, they were high. They were very high, and like it was like you're like, man, that there's a lot of weight on if one Braun end of that goes ladder. Down, ladder, ladder. That's just physics. Braun to fall off of that thing could have been bad. And you, and again, you have 500 pounds on one side of the ladder, and you got a guy who was about 200 pounds on the other side of the ladder. Good job. So that works. And he got it. Like that was part he of got the it. They pulled like, it up. Is that ladder going to hold his yeah. going up? Yeah, there? yeah, yeah. Let alone it held three people at one time. That was good. I'm glad he has it. That'll be interesting. So women, when does he have a chance? Everybody's bitching about it, Al. And are you finally over it, Braun, being away for so long? Lesnar. Right, yes, that's what I mean. Yeah. Brock, the champion, the universal right. champion. In my mind, I'm still cool with it. It it just means that it's not being being. Uh, it, it's bigger when it's there. Right. When, when there's a match, it's bigger. However, to me, I think it gives the other title a little, little more credit. It's right. being de- defended more. So the WWE Championship to me is still the belt, even though it's been on the B shell. Right. Which is going to be the A shell. Am I wrong to think of it that way? Um. No. No, it, it it the one belt's a work rate title, which means you know you see wrestlers work for it weekly, or you yes. see it all the time. And the other one, it's just a um, 
an attraction. It's the main yes. title that only yeah. that this conqueror, this beast, this monster has that nobody, even though everybody, though everybody wants it off him, nobody could take off him because he is that good. He's breaking records. Now you got a guy on Strowman who's as big as Lesnar who also has an advantage and he could cash in this briefcase at any point he wants. And I kind of hope he just uh, offers it. I want to give Willie a little bit of light there. And us. I kind of hope that he he takes it and goes, I want Lesnar at the next pay-per-view. Like, he doesn't have to cash it in by surprise. He could just drop it down and go, boom. Yeah. It looks a lot better with the light. Not going to lie. Oh, 100%. You can almost see the larger and Lawrence in the thing there. But for a second, we were two guys in a cloudy attic. Cloudy, dark attic. Two guys in a Willie Nelson doll in a cloudy attic talking in the dark. It's not a doll. What is it? It's Willie. That's a Willie. That's a Willie. That's a Willie? Well, that's that Willie. What Willie? The fucking Willie's sitting there. Oh. Hey, Willie. Willie's fantastic, is he not? Dolls. I hate that term. What... It's not a doll. Why are you so insecure about it? It's a stuffed Willie. That's a stuffed Willie. I don't want a stuffed Willie around. Well, you're you're showing your stuffed Willie out. That's awful. I'm not. I I wasn't trying to make Willie jokes. Yeah, you're fucking Austin Powers over here. Dad over here. (laughs) (laughs) Ninety-six called. Son of a bitch. Uh, Got me. Oh, that's fucking unreal. Uh, those of you on Facebook Live, thank you. Throw a question there. Uh, Al's monitoring it better than I am, I think. I, I got it over here, too. Uh, and then you can give us a call at, uh, what is it, 787? Elijah's in there. 787-454-8834. Man, play, play the game. Rim World. Did I have that right? Computer game. Did I have that right? Yeah, seven six six zero five four eight eight three four. That's seven six zero four five four. Lyle Elzado. Eight eight three four. And who is Al Davis? Oh, you pissed me off the other morning with that. <laughs> I thought you were having fun with it, but here you are over here pissed off. I mean, I wasn't pissed, but okay. So he hits me up. Well, what was <laughs> I'm going to try to find because I'm interrupting your game. Uh, I think it was Saturday morning. I was driving. Yeah, yeah you picture your kid. The- you should have named that picture. Get, get these hands. These hands. Yeah, should have tagged with that. All right. Uh, where is it? It was really annoying. No, we we've actually been texting a lot, lately. so it's going to be harder to find there. But yeah, I was oh, out working early. You yeah, you showed me a picture of this. He. He gets in this creepy lot every morning. Not every morning. And he takes this picture. It when you were in Japan. And he texts me the picture of the lot. And it's usually about 4 or 5 in the morning, which he knows I'm up. And uh, I just, I check in with you. I want to, you're the person, I'm really checking in with you for my safety. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. just so people can kind of know you're what You're in a creepy lot. There. Yeah. I got you. I watch those shows, too. Some places place delivering. So I text back up to the game I'm playing, and it was right after a Raiders attack. So there were, you know, these Raiders come and they attack your base. So I have a, um, a section in my base where I keep the dead bodies before we cremate them. Okay. And so there were dead bodies sitting there. So you, you, you text back Clark's Worms, question mark? I'm like, no, dead Raiders. Right. You said and- dead Raiders. Yeah, and then like uh, like five minutes later, that was the answer to my question. I've moved on in my yeah, mind. Well, what was right above it? 
Dead Raiders. And then what did I send? Who, who, Lyle Elzado? Yeah. I said a football player and like a, a definitive steroid guy. So you text again. Who is Lyle Elzado? Now I'm pissed. Because I thought you were like listening to the I'm radio. You the question. I thought you were listening to the radio when they were talking about him. Oh. And you didn't know who he was. And you're concerned that I'm texting you while driving or something. No, I know you're I sitting not. in that lot. Oh, yeah. So then, you te- so then I go, the steroid guy from the 80s. Uh-huh. Then you text, who is Al Davis? Who is Al Davis? And I go, what is and this? And there is when you could catch up. What is this? What is this, he says. Because I didn't know, like, what, why are you asking me these questions? And then he texts back, dead Raiders, Alex. And then, and then I laughed. That, that I, I did think, think did it was funny. Laugh? Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, I, uh, I tried to tell that story on my own to, to my wife. And she kind of was like, oh. And then I tried to tell it in front of her to, to family, to my, like my sister and my dad and stuff. And my sister, or my wife was just like, yep, that story went really well the first time I heard it. And I was like, yeah, probably should have kept that one in the bag and waited for Al to tell it. Because you tell it a lot better. Well, did you explain, do they know who, what Dead Raiders were? I told them it was a game. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess really, yeah. What, like, do you know who Lyle Alzado is? Yes, yes. They would know Lyle Alzado. Well, it wasn't a very good story anyways. Even when I told it, even when you forced me to tell it now, it it still was, you know, we even let it slide. But this show hasn't had a lot of good stories, so I thought it it worked. If you tell enough bad stories, you're eventually going to have some good ones in there. Right. That's how I see it. Well, what else is there to be said, Clark? We're going to be going to training camp, and we've got to figure out what Yeah, we got, we're going down to Bourbon A this year, going I'm back. I'm very excited to do so. Uh, I've got to find us a better restaurant. We went to a restaurant that smelled that bad. I feel like every year I get rushed out of there. Rushed out of where? Yeah, but there's uh, so to get back. Oh. This year, I like, let's, I'm going to take off work if it's a day where I have to. So we're going to a restaurant after? Right, let's let's eat down there. Let's do something. I mean, you're okay. in Bourbon A. Well, live a little. A restaurant before, but yeah, you're right. Let's do it after. That'll make more sense. We'll find somewhere good to go. Maybe go have a drink. Maybe we can bring your bring Willie. I gotta figure out how I say that now. Stuffed Willie. Okay. But I'm excited. A lot of, a lot of news for these Chicago Bears. Yeah, this year's gonna be tremendous. Uh, Tremendously interesting, if nothing else. The NFC North is so tough. Like, it's very... Like a $2 stake. Yeah. Vikings, man. And then, of course, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And the Lions. Like, they're not a pushover. It's it's going to be tough for the Bears to have a rebuilding year with those all of those teams. Because I don't... How many how many games can you expect them to win? Three? Right. Is that too many? I, I haven't qualified this question yet. I read that's it. That's against the division, I mean. Yeah. But I read Jordy Nelson might be one of the best fantasy steel steel chair. And where is he? I think he's still with the Packers. No. No. He signed, uh, he, he signed somewhere else. Really? Yes. Well, I'm gonna, see, I am going to have to do some research now. Because right? he's not with the Packers. Raiders. Raiders. Oh, John Gruden. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. There he is. I got one of Favre's guys. Oh, one of Rogers' guys that he always throws to, and he all you got to do is get the ball near him. He's gonna get open. This, this guy, guy just gets open. This guy here. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's nineteen <laughs> playing nineteen ninety eight football. Football. 
Who knows? I'm so excited about the Bears situation, and it can fall flat on the damn face. No, it can't. Never been a head head coach. This could be a disaster. It could be Mark Tressman. Are, he and, are he and Fangio going to butt heads? Like you don't know. You know what? Uh, so I was working the other night, and uh, usually throw wrestling on on the big screen. The other night I threw on the '85 Super Bowl. Nice. Yeah. That's Whole game. Mind. Yeah. Whole That's game. Good. Just threw it off YouTube. Man, the production is so horrible. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Uh, holy God, how does the game change? No score on the screen. No. No. For the Super Bowl. For the Super Bowl. You get you get a timer. I, oh. I recall, and then the score would come up at the end of the half. Yeah. The end of the quarter. And uh, you may get a replay, you may not. And if you get a replay, it'll be one time. We used to just have to know the score, and you did. Well, the announcers used to be that used to be their thing. Oh, that's true. Twenty-one, yeah, nothing. Fourteen oh, minutes right. left into the quarter. They had to play that part more like radio does. Because uh, I know there was criticism in the recent years saying, "Hey, you know, you guys keep saying the time is score. It's on the on the screen. Like, uh-huh. like we we've evolved. If we're watching television, television, we don't need you to say it. And if we're muting it and watching the game, then well, there's no point in you saying the the time." In the score, unless it's, there's a narrative behind when it. When it's getting down near the end, that is part of the narrative, I think. I think well, sure. they reiterate it. Yeah, we're that's the, okay. We're under two minutes left to play. Yeah, you don't minute have to forty tell on the, the whole clock. Fucking game. They're they're running here. I'm oh. a little perplexed. Oh, we're they should probably the stop the clock. Here. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's fantastic. But uh, just to give the, the time of the score, which was it was basically just a, a half that was bred into sure, uh, of course. announcers. Oh, those damn damn meals. Don't get me started. Uh, yeah, Aiden English uh, wore that Chicago flag thing. And did you see what the response Shot online was? Oh, yes. Well, yeah, everybody thought it was a CM Punk thing. This this tattoo? It's not a CM Punk thing, you assholes. This tattoo on... It's a on, Chicago thing. This, this uh, WWE referee just... Uh, I got a reply on a tweet. Oh, that a boy. I'm really proud of you. No, but yeah, that tattoo you have, uh, the... The Father's, Day Punk gift, the Father's Day gift that I got for my daughter. Yeah. Uh, which is the Chicago flag, but it, but it turned Prince as the Red Stars. At these hands. It's not a CM Punk flag, you, you fucks. No. Fucking in. Our logo is not an ode to CM Punk. Am I a little too serious about the Chicago flag? Like, well, I, to, give, to think that it, that's what that means is just people it's are dumb. It's fucking appalling. Uh, like everybody knows, the first star is for the 1893 Columbian Exposition World's Fair. Oh, everyone knows that. No, the fir- that's actually the second star. Alan. Yeah, that's the second star. I was just fooling. The first one's for Fort Dearborn. In 1812, it was attacked here in the city, and then the last two. Oh, actually, the Columbian Exposition is the third fucking star. The star would be the uh, the um, mm-hmm. the uh, the fourth star is uh, the, uh, the Bear Super Bowl. The second, the 85 Bear the Super Bowl. Thing. The, uh, the second one. The World Fair. Fair. 1933. The Columbian Exhibition. Century of Progress. Wow. I haven't given tours in a little while. Oh, do you still do that? Yeah. No, I'm not doing it right now. Not that I'm taking, taking so, some time. So, referee Charlie Robinson. The second one was the Chicago, the 94 Chicago floods. Yeah. I remember when the Great Displains River flooded. Little Nature Boy. Little Nature. He, t- he tweets... For a great, great time that Chicago is for wrestling, one of the best ever. It's really disappointing that they can be so disrespectful when guys like like Ginger Mahal and Roman Reigns are busting their butts and giving us a great match. Wow. Was he the rep for it? I don't know. I tweeted back. 
It's a match nobody wanted. We're protesting the shit you've poured down our throats for multiple years. Despite that, we spend the money and show up because we're loyal. How about you taking some accountability for your company, pal? Wow. Because we are in the right. And that is exactly how I feel. Wow. You know what? This man has been cosplaying a wrestler while refereeing for 20 years. And it's disrespectful. It's distasteful. It's disgusting. Sting, pal, get, get a haircut and stay the fuck out of Chicago. Wow. Charlie Robinson, you're, you're JR's turn of the week. What's, um, what's his reply? Oh, that was a different referee who got back to me. <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. You set this up. Because you said earlier, oh, ref. I think the show is over, Clark, just... so we probably should just end. Well, we're getting there. We're still on Facebook Live. Okay. Because the recording left to zero and, and the on-air light is light as well. And it's still recording the... Uh, the aftermath? Yeah, it's still, still podcast. The podcast will get this. You're giving me the uh, no, the you referee. You can't see me. The kids the, the tumble. Red shoes. Red shoes. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Oh, there's Charles Robinson right there. What a weasel. I thought that your reply would show up. Get a haircut. Oh, he responded to quite quite a few people. Yeah, well, I didn't get the luxury. Waste of time. Oh, did you catch? He responded to somebody else. He's like, I'm sorry, Mr. Robinson, but these people have had enough, enough, and continue, blah, 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 blah. I did a poorer job than you did, is what I'm saying. But his reply is, it certainly is their right. Definitely not disputing that. Just not the way I would respond. To each their own, discussion now closed. Four-hour drive to Fort Wayne for a show tomorrow. Good night, all. Man, we should have went to Fort Wayne tonight. We should have booed the F out of him. Wow. I'm done with Charlie Robinson. There's no more wooing when he walks out there. There's booing. The Facebook feed has ended, and now we're just on the podcast. I don't know. It, it ended itself. It, it said, it's enough of this. Good, good. Yeah, Charlie Robin probably had to shut down. Wow. He may have, pal. All right. Well, I, I don't think there's anything else left to say. Unless you've got else, something. You got, what I mean, else has been said? I know you're trying to troll me right now with your dopey Michigan hat. It's not going to work. We'll <laughs> save that for another day. What are you talking about? You're a grown-ass man wearing a hat of a college you didn't go to. You are a grown-ass man wearing a wrestling T-shirt. Yeah? Of a wrestler that you didn't go to. I saw Repo Man live. I saw Demolition live. Yeah. Demolition is my favorite tag team ever. Did you you know it's in Demolition? So that makes you an official fan. You have to go to games. No, I didn't say you that. You have to go see people live in order to be an official fan? No. I was going to say, because that'd be pretty fucking elitist of you there, pal. But I think when you wear a college hat, it, is, it implies you went to that college. That's, your, that's what you think. It's ridiculous. Why would it imply I went to that college? Because why else would you wear a dopey college hat? Would you, wear a, would you wear a Palatine High School hat if I sent you one? I probably would. That's kind of cool. Would you buy a Palatine High I, School I, I like hats. Would you buy a Palatine High School hat? No. 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 But you'd buy a Michigan hat? All right, here's the deal. I don't uh-huh. wear Michigan hats very often. Uh, I wear them for sporting events that Michigan To troll me right now, that's why. I wear them there, and then my daughter gave me this hat for Father's Day. Oh, i got to talk to that kid. Now, this is ridiculous. She this? No, she gave me the hat for my birthday. My, dude, birthday is the 9th. 
Father's Day is a week later. So it's weird. Yeah. It's weird. You and my dad. Yeah, his is what, like the six? No. Six, five, four, three, six, six, five. Six, five. You're, you're July 12th. 12th. No, I'm August 12th. August 12th. 12th. Yeah. I didn't win either. No, no, these are for you. How did you Hazel. Get? Hazel gave you those. What are these? They're uh, Dominic's coupons. No. Jewel coupons. Hazel wanted me to give you those. There's some uh, coupons in there for some uh, batteries or something. Yep. She, so. uh, she also made me a painting at work. Or at, at, at daycare. Now. At the first crappy kid gift. Do you know what I'm talking, I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. I'm yeah, sorry. It's off. Did you have to put it on the fridge? No, it's, it's actually on like one of those, what do you call those? You hang them on the wall. Wait, what do you mean your kid made something? Your kid uh, can't even walk. Well, you know, she got help. So somebody held her hand and scribbled? Somebody, no, she used the brush. She knows how to use the brush. She knows how to paint? Well, yeah. I mean, I could use a little painting you, in here. It looks, it looks like shit that people sell at places. I feel like I, I should sell it. All right. Well, I feel like everything that uh, needs to be said has been said. Hazel wanted you to have the NyQuil Severe. Oh, thank you. Yep. Yeah, that'll help. Yep. Appreciate it. Cold and flu medicine. Thank you. Yeah, no, Hazel uh, got that for you. Happy Father's Day. One is for your birthday from Hazel. The other is uh, from uh, what Father's I, Day. Did I talk too much about so that? When you, when you, when you list So when people go, oh, what did Hazel get you for Father's Day? You can include the Sudafed. What about this? No. Well, that was for your birthday. No oh. one asks you what you got for your birthday. birthday. I'm, too, I'm too old for that. Yeah. I think, I think Hazel's regularly going to give you presents there. I, think, I thought that Roman should lose, and I think, I think they should break him down so much. And then, and then there could be a redemption. Fans will start to I don't actually, want that. Fans will actually start to feel pity for him. I don't want that. Not pity. I wouldn't care. I'd laugh. <laughs> and then they'd start building him up again, and I'd boom back down. What they need to do is just turn him heel. Break him down and make him snap. That's what I'm saying. I'd be into that. That could work. Work him down, make you think he's turning, and then boom, boom, face. Like, I feel like money in him as a heel. Put him up against him versus Daniel Bryan with him as a heel? Well, who would get chaired? There's also money with him as a face. Because you told me that place was sold out. You put Ronda Rousey, was, he was a mid-card guy. Which is the only valid point to the booing was he was in the mid card, so. So what? It wasn't like they were pushing him as a main eventer to us. So then maybe you shouldn't boo it. No, because they're where, just. Where do you want the, What do you want him to do with him? Send him down to NXT. They're definitely. Where, where do you want him to go? They put him in a match against a guy who nobody was going to cheer for. Here's the thing. And and we read we smelled, smelled out. Right. And instead of cheering for the guy no one was going to cheer for and and cheering for him. We just didn't watch the match and shat right, on it. Right, 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 right. I mean, if you put him up against Daniel Bryan and you make him a heel and you make Daniel Bryan a face, people are going to boo Roman Reigns and cheer for Daniel Bryan. It's going right. to be a fantastic match. Yep, 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 people yep, are going to watch. Yep, 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 yep. But you're still paying to be there, as you said, because you're loyal. People right. appreciate it. In a way, I guess. I don't know. Loyal, loyal to them. It has nothing to do with them. 
We'll see. There's it, a point, though. It works for Cena. There is a breaking point. point. If the option this weekend of going to a New Japan show or going to a WWE show, I would be at the New Japan show. But right now, I don't have that option. So if I want to see some cool, high-level wrestling, I have to go to the WWE. But how but often New Japan, would you see New Japan here at the same weekend they are? Like, you're not going to pick one over the other. You'll, you go to both. No, which is why they still have me as a customer. I don't have to choose to spend my money. They know that. And the option I have for New Japan or, or an all-type show is once a year. That landscape right. is soon going to be changing. I guarantee, guarantee the wrestlers are going to be putting on, on their own shows just like Cody did. Why sure. wouldn't you? Right. It's like when uh, country musicians started it, so rappers copied it, that artists realized they can own their own music and produce their own records. Yes. Country music started that? And yeah. started with Waylon Jennings in the 1970s. Yep. Where he, he basically record labels were telling him, hey, we want the studio band plays on the record. And he said, no. No, I'm producing my own record. My band's playing on it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And now it's gone as far as, I mean, rap, rap, rap guys own their own label. Right. Like, they own everything. Yeah. With it. And it's great. That's, that's, it's, it's not just rap guys. guys. There are, no, but it, there are people all over the place. Like, that Maroon 5 fella has his own label. It started with but rap. The rappers do it really well. Because I think that there's something, it means more to be a protege uh, in, in rap, I would say. So it, it makes more sense. Like, Kenny Chesney should, could even run his own label. But he just does that big concert series, right? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm in. I've actually fallen off of Kenny Chesney. I used to like him. Late 90s? Yeah, I dug Kenny. Dug Kenny. Big orange ball. He throws at a big party. Sing, sing, in the wall. I don't know, know that. I, I have seen. I saw Kenny Chesney, George Strait, the Dixie Chicks, Tim McGraw, and I think Alabama okay. at Soldier Field. I've seen two of them. No, three of them live. I got. Alabama up in a that place where you don't even really see the band. Lake Thunder. Nah, just north of here, uh, Riviera. Uh, oh, Ravinia. Ravinia. Yeah. yeah. You sit in the grass. I go there for shows that I don't really like that much now. Yeah. Alabama was fun though. Alabama. They was have so fantastic. many hits. They have so many hits. Um, what's the song that they did uh, from the Cocaine and High Zones podcast? Alabama. Yeah, they. They covered one that I had thought that was theirs. I don't know. There was a song I thought was theirs that they had covered. They they do quite a few covers. Most country stars do covers. Sure. Like high yeah. majority. Oh, for sure. For sure. Even the good songwriters. Right. All right. I I think um I think we're about done. Yeah. I I, I actually have to use a washroom. So I think this would be an appropriate time to say good night. All right. Good night. Unless you got something else. You, no. know, you all right? Yeah. Didn't mean to cut you off. Are you uh? uh that's all I got. Be careful dropping that thing around that fan. Yeah, it's just a shake. What really turns me on is the shake. Cover? Mm-hmm. I'm sure he didn't write it. Dwight? Is that Dwight Yoakam? No, man. That's Neil McCoy. Is that Neil McCoy? That is the great Neil McCoy. Is that Neil Young? The Filipino uh, country star. Yep. The Shake and uh, Bake. No, he had another one that sounded like The Shake, but it wasn't The Shake. shake. No, it was that song, Sounded Like The Shake, right? Yeah.
Shoot. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night. Who did Watermelon Crawl? I know that wasn't him, but who did the Watermelon Crawl? Tracy Lawrence? Yes. Good, good. Here's him as well.